Hello, podcast listeners. I am going to attempt a class that will be as close to an hour as I can uh, I can do. Um, special uh, recording. I am here at Rubber Soul um, by myself, and um, yeah. So this is uh, the Flip Your Dog class. Um, I will give you detailed instructions on how to move from downward facing dog into wheel pose. And um, yeah, hopefully y'all will have some success or at least uh, fun attempting this uh, transition. Okay, so for today's class, we are going to start in hero pose. So please bring your knees together, angle your shins apart, place a block between your heels and possibly begin to move flesh back and apart, namely the calves back and apart as you take a seat between your heels. So the block underneath the hips is not 100% necessary, but you, uh, many of us will find that uh, this alleviates any pain or discomfort in the knees. So once you have found your seat, settle in. Find a place to rest your palms on your thighs. Shrug your shoulders up towards your ears, lifting into your armpits, thus lengthening the sides of your body from your hips to your armpits. Now loop your shoulder blades together behind your heart, creating a contraction of your upper back muscles as your chest opens and lifts. And now allow the weight of your forearms to draw your shoulder blades down the back side of your chest as you melt your elbows towards the earth. So as we will do, be doing a lot of back bending in today's practice, uh, we'll be focusing a lot on the upper back and the opening of the heart. We'll also be focusing on this engagement of the abdomen and length through the lower spine to protect the low back. So let's uh, begin that exploration here by creating a tone of the upper abdomen. So this is done by drawing the front lower ribs together. You might bring a fingertip or two to that area to feel the upper abdomen tone. Draw the upper abdomen in and back to create more length through the lower spine. You might feel your tailbone push down more strongly into the surface with which you're sitting on. Take your chin parallel to the floor, ease the sides of your neck back and lengthen along the back of your neck as you grow the crown of your head skyward. Settle into your seat as you grow tall along your spine. Soften your skin, releasing any tension from in and around your mouth, letting the eyelids be softly closed, the forehead broad. Arrive in your body. Begin this dialogue between mind and body as we move through these shapes, starting with a simple question. How are you feeling right now? 
what is responding? Are there any areas of pain or discomfort in this hero posture? If so, let your mind move into those spaces. How might you begin to create relief through attention? And then more generally, how are you feeling at this moment? What, how would you categorize your energy right now? Would you say you're feeling um, <laughs> uh, lethargic or would you say you're feeling energetic? Um, However you might, those aren't very good, those aren't a lot of adjectives to describe your energy, but uh, energy is, can sometimes be ineffable, difficult to describe, beyond description. So uh, think about how you feel <laughs> in whatever language you have, take note of it, and recognize that that might change through the course of the practice. Breathe in and out through your nostrils, expanding the capacity of your lungs with each inhalation. Creating more depth of emptiness with each exhalation. Begin the practice of Ujjayi Pranayama by drawing in a gentle contraction at the back of your throat and listen for the sound of your own breath. Let that sound be a tool to draw you into the present moment. Consider that this is a time in your day for practice. This is a time in your practice just to breathe. So allow yourself to be consumed with the act of breath. It might be also good to note that however you're breathing is not wrong. So we're going to uh, continue breathing with the um, ratio of one to two. So I'll count you through three breaths where the inhale is for four counts and the exhale is for eight counts. So um, you'll get a hang of it if you haven't done this all before, but uh, it really causes you to have to gauge the, um, the pace of your exhalation and really slow it down. So empty your breath and we'll inhale for one, two, three, four. Fill and hold at the top and then with control exhale slowly for eight, seven, six, five, Four, three, two, and one. Hold yourself empty. And next breath in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twen
two, three, four, fill and hold at the top with control, exhale, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Last biggest breath in together, one, two, three, four, fill and hold with control, exhale, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Resume your breath as you flutter open your eyes. Come forward of your knees to remove a prop that you might have underneath your hips. Bring your knees together and swing your feet out to the left as you take a seat on your right hip. The left ankle is gonna be in the arch of the right foot as you bring your right hand behind your right hip. Cross your left hand to the outside of your right thigh. Prop up your chest, head over heart, heart over the center of your pelvis. Inhale to grow tall and exhale to begin to revolve from left to right, floor to ceiling, inside to outside. Stay broad across your collarbones as you hug the right shoulder blade deeply onto the back of your chest. Think about keeping your chin parallel to the floor as eventually you lead the gaze over your right shoulder. Remember that gentle tone of the upper abdomen that you created in the seated pose of bringing your lower front ribs in and back. Do that again here to get more length through the lower spine. Breathe into this shape each inhale, exploring and creating space. Each exhale, expanding into the space you've created along the spine, especially the upper back. Inhale, counter twist, and begin to swing your legs out to the opposite side. Bringing the right foot, or the right ankle into the left arch, left hip on the floor, left hand behind for support, prop up the chest, head over heart, heart over the center of the pelvis, cross your right hand to your left thigh. Inhale to grow tall, and exhale to revolve. Again, moving from this time right to left, Think about the pose moving from within. Think about your inner organs shifting fluidly from right to left. And then think about the pose starting at the ground, rooting through the legs and hips, and growing up the length of the spine. As the heart unfurls, the left shoulder peels onto the back of the heart. Eventually the gaze goes over the left shoulder, leading with the right eye. All the while, the jaw is soft, the edges of the mouth remain unpursed. And again, once you have the general shape of the pose, come back to your breath. How do you shape your practice? How do you explore each pose with the breath work? Inhale, come back through center, take a slight counter twist, and then come forward of your knees and stand at the top of your mat. So I don't have my microphone with me. Hopefully uh, the sound quality once I'm standing up is still good. <laughs> I apologize if it's not as good as usual. Lift and spread your toes 
and then place them back down. Try to see all, uh, try to see the mat between each and every toe. The feet are hip width distance apart. Make sure that the outer edges of your feet are roughly parallel to the outer edges of your mat. Now as you're looking down at your feet, push down. Imagine roots growing from your body deep down into the floor beneath you, through the floor into the foundation of the building, even deeper down into the earth. Root your body down. And then from that rootedness, lift into your kneecaps, uh, lift into the front of the hip points as you lengthen your tailbone down. Shrug your shoulders up towards your ears, lifting into your armpits, lengthening the sides of your body, and then looping your shoulder blades together behind your heart, just as we did in our seated pose. Chin is parallel to the floor, roll your shoulders back, turn your palms forward, reach your fingertips towards the earth. Instead of a wall, which is likely in front of you, imagine no wall. Imagine you can see miles into the distant horizon. Focus your gaze at that distant point. This is mountain pose Tadasana. Embody your mountain here. Feel that you are one with the earth, growing tall, growing broad and strong. From here, inhale to sweep your arms out, up, and overhead, palms touching together. And then as you exhale next, gently bend your knees and fold forward till your fingertips are on the floor in front of you. Any amount of bend in the knees is all right at this point. Let the head release forward and we're gonna gently walk out the forward fold, bending one knee, reaching the opposite hip, up and out, lengthening along the back of the straight leg. So walk your forward fold quickly or slowly side to side, recognizing differences between the legs. Noticing if one leg is calling, one hip is calling for additional attention. And give that leg attention. We are not expecting complete symmetry when we come to our mats, or we shouldn't expect complete symmetry uh, between the two sides of our body. We are looking at our bodies, listening to our bodies, and then acting accordingly. Okay, bend the knees, rest your torso on your thighs, let your upper body hang forward. Take hold of opposite wrists, opposite biceps, and you might uh, utilize some movement here to let the upper body release, encourage release. The head might shake yes and no to relax the neck. The arms might sway from side to side to release the shoulders. You might walk the rib cage gently down the thighs to create more length in the lower spine. So as the legs and hips work to support the release of the upper body, you might imagine energy flowing through your body as you breathe. As you inhale, pulling from the earth, lifting into the hips, lengthening up the backside of the legs. As you exhale, the same energy like water cascading down the length of your spine and melting or uh, washing your head, your elbows deeper towards the floor. Okay, fingertips back to the floor in front of you. Now begin to push your feet down as you lift your hips up, lengthening along the backs of both legs. As the backs of the legs lengthen, lift into your kneecaps, widen your inner upper thighs, 
back and apart. So again, the inner upper thighs move back and apart. This is an instruction that I use quite a bit, so become familiar with it. Lift through your outer hips, lengthen down actively through the crown of your head as you begin to bend your elbows out to either side of the room. Keep your legs and hips as they are in this forward fold. Bring your palms to your shins. Inhale, press your arms straight. Hug your shoulder blades onto the back of your chest. Halfway lift. Exhale to flow forward. Release the head, fingertips to the floor or to blocks. Inhale to come up halfway. And exhale to fold forward. Inhale, sweep your arms out, up, and overhead. Come all the way back up to standing. Palms touch overhead. And exhale, arms to your sides, Tadasana. Inhale, float the arms up. And exhale, gently bend the knees to flow forward. Begin to synchronize breath and movement. Inhale, lift halfway. Exhale, fold forward. Inhale, arms sweep out, up, and overhead. Rise to stand. Exhale, arms to your sides, Tadasana. One more time, just like that. Inhale to sweep up. And exhale to flow forward. Inhale, lift halfway, shoulder blades on the back. Exhale to let it go, release the head, fingertips down. Inhale to rise. And exhale, arms to your sides, Tadasana. Press down through the feet, broad across the chest, grow tall through the crown of the head as you step the inner feet together. Base of the big toes comes to touch. Lift and spread your toes before placing them back down once again. Root down, grow tall. Inhale, sweep your arms overhead, interlace your fingers, cross your thumbs, point your index fingers to the sky. Look to the room in front of you. Inhale, grow taller out of your waistline, and exhale, lean your upper body to the right as you push your hips gently to the left. Lift into your kneecaps, lengthen down through your tailbone, and use your right arm to pull your left side body a little bit longer. Keep your hips and chest squared towards the room in front of you, and without moving the shoulders, take your gaze up beyond your left tricep. Soften the edges of your mouth and attempt to breathe length along the left side body. If this is painful for your low back, you might come out of the lean a little bit, or you might bring your right hand to your right hip for support. Create space as you inhale, create expansion as you exhale. Inhale, return to center, switch the interlace of your fingers, opposite thumb in front, grow tall as you inhale, and exhale, upper body to the left. Hips press gently to the right, hips and chest squaring forward. Push down through your heels, lift into your kneecaps, lengthen down through your tailbone. And without moving your shoulders, turn your gaze up beyond your right, right tricep muscles. As you do so, make sure you're keeping the jaw and the clenched edges of the mouth soft. Use your left arm to gently pull your right side body longer as you root from your waistline to your heel, as you extend from your waistline through your fingertips. Again, hand can come to the hip for support of the low back. Inhale back to center and exhale, release your arms by your sides. Interlace your fingers behind you. 
So one thing I want to emphasize is that the back bending starts from the floor. So we really want to set up a strong foundation in the legs. Again, this idea that we're not only standing on the floor, but we're extending down into the floor, rooting. Lengthen down through your tailbone and lift through the front of your hips. So imagine your pelvis is like a bowl. You can uh, imagine your hands are on uh, imaginary pel uh, pelvis. Your pelvis is like a bowl. Your hands are cupping that bowl. So if your uh, hips are tilted forward, uh, make that movement with your hands. It's as though water is spilling out of the pelvis. If your pelvis is tilted back, say the tailbone is really protruding forward, then the uh, bowl is spilling water back. You want your bowl to be level as though it would hold water. If hopefully that makes some sense. So lifting through the front of the hip points, lengthen down through your tailbone, all the while toning the muscles of your legs. Again, interlace your fingers behind your back with knuckles pointing in towards your lower spine, towards your sacral spine. Point your elbows towards the back wall and then hug them in towards one another to secure your shoulder blades behind your heart. Turn your gaze up. Shrug your shoulders back once again, growing broad across the collarbones as your heart opens and lifts. Extend your knuckles down and interlace your fingers tightly. Turn your inner elbows so they begin to face either side of the room. And if you know yourself to have hyperextending elbows, keep a gentle bend there. Now, we start to go back. Lift the heart up, reach the knuckles down, shift the weight of the upper body back as you look along the ceiling and try maybe to look towards the back wall. Push down through your feet, again rooting down as the weight of the upper body shifts back. Lift into the kneecaps, push the hips, look back, curl back, and then bring the shoulders forward, unlace the fingers, Bring the head up last. Inhale, sweep your arms overhead, palms touch at the top, and exhale, gently bend your knees as you fold forward. So the low back will feel a little tender at this point after that back bend. So we're just gonna relieve the low back by walking out the legs. So bend one knee, reach the opposite hip out and up as you let the upper body hang forward. Okay, keep the feet together, knees together. Now lift onto your toes, bend your hip, bend your knees, bring your hips to your heels once. Lift the hips and then do that twice. Okay, now we're just gonna simply step back into a tabletop position, planting the wrists below the shoulders. Spread your fingers and your palms. And with your next inhale, melt your belly and chest down, lift your tailbone and gaze up into a cow pose. As you exhale, round the spine, chin to chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button towards the ceiling. Push the floor away with your hands to round your upper spine. Continue to move through these two shapes with your own breath. So this is a very common sequence in um, in our yoga asana practices. So it's always a good time to check in with the spine. Notice what you're feeling, where you're feeling. 
if your body is calling you to make any subtle changes to these movements, so maybe the hips sway from side to side, maybe you take an additional breath in one pose or the other. So likely you're noticing the low back as we move through these two shapes because we did just do uh, that back bend. Okay, come to a neutral spine keeping the wrist below the shoulders, fingers spread, extend your legs back one at a time into a plank position. One thing very essential in the plank pose is to keep the legs toned, kneecaps lifting towards the front of the hips, extending the tailbone back towards the heels, one line between shoulders, hips, and heels. So we don't want high hips, we don't want low hips, shoulders, hips, and heels in a line. Shoulders away from the ears, heart extends slightly forward, gazes forward and down so the back of the neck is long, and then bring your knees to the floor. Light cow pose, tilt your tailbone towards the ceiling. And now, reach your chin forward as you bend your elbows back to bring chin and chest to the floor at the same time. So often we just breathe, breathe through this pose, we're going to take a little bit of time here. Elbows in towards the side ribs, shoulders away from the ears, tailbone tilted up, and now slide your way forward onto your belly. Chin on the floor, arms at your sides. Point your toes. Point your right toes and lift your right foot off of the floor. Extend the leg back and lift the leg up. Extend back and lift. Extend and lift the right leg. And then press the right foot into the floor. Lengthen through the left toes, engage the muscles of the left leg, and then lift the left leg. Extend and lift, extend and lift, keeping the front of the left hip point on the floor. Extend and lift, and then press the top of the left foot down. So both feet are grounding. Engage the muscles of your legs until you feel your kneecaps lifting away from the floor. Lengthen your tailbone towards your heels and then scoop it forward until you feel the front of your pelvis push down into the mat. Draw your lower abdomen in and up as though you're trying to pull it off of the floor. Interlace your fingers behind your back. Point your elbows towards the ceiling and then draw them in towards one another to secure your shoulder blades together behind your heart. Inhale, peel your chin and chest away from the floor. Extend your knuckles towards your heels. Keep the engagement of your legs. Push the feet down, lift the kneecaps up, lengthen the tailbone back, scoop it forward, draw your lower abdomen in and up. Interlace the hands strongly and then energetically pull them apart until you feel your heart broaden, your collarbone, your heart lift and your collarbones broaden. Sides of neck back, crown of the head lifts. Lift one more time and then let it go. Bring your left cheek to the floor. Let your arms be heavy at your sides. Heads of the arm bones forward. Big toes touch, heels wide apart, and arrive. Arrive in this shape of rest. Return to an observation of your breath. Draw more air in with your next inhalation. Allow an additional moment at the end of your next exhalation to push more stale air out from the bottom of your lungs. So one thing that I love about um, a heavy a practice heavy in back bends is this real um, this <laughs> this frequent transitioning between 
uh, engagement and release, pushing and pulling back. How quickly can you be engaged? How quickly can you disengage and be present in both states? I find that very challenging and also uh, very helpful. <laughs> okay, chin on the floor, press the tops of the feet down, engage the legs, lift the kneecap, lengthen the tailbone back, scoop it forward, draw your lower abdomen in and up, plant your wrists by your ribs, spread your fingers and your palms, pull your elbows in towards one another behind you as you lift the heads of your arm bones away from the floor. Keep all of that and feel your chin and chest away from the floor for a little baby cobra pose. Momentarily lift your hands up off the floor, engaging the upper back muscles. Place your hands back down and then begin to press down as you keep your elbows hugged in towards your side ribs. Shoulders away from the ears. Isometrically pull the heels of your hands towards the back of your mat as you broaden your collarbones and lift your heart even more. All the while, feet pressing down, kneecaps lifting up, lower abdomen drawing in and up, and then exhale, let it go. Right cheek to the floor, head to the arm bones forward, arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart, head is heavy, neck is soft, arms are heavy, upper back is broad, big toes touch, heels widen apart, return to your breath. Each inhale, sip in more air at the top of your lungs. Each exhale, push more stale air out at the bottom. And where does your mind go in these moments that require less, that are less demanding of your attention? Then where does the attention go? Bring it back. Wherever it goes, recognize it, accept that it wants to go, and then ask it back. Ask it back to the breath. Ask it back to the experience of your body at this moment. Chin on the floor, tuck your toes, clamp your hands, send your hips all the way back to your heels for a brief child's pose. Feel the lower spine release and then press your hips up and back into our first downward facing dog of today's practice. Push the hands down and forward, shift the hips up and back. Uh, invitation to walk your dog. So exploring the back of each leg just as we did in our forward fold, recognizing if one leg needs more attention than the other and giving the, that attention. So listen to your body and respond to your body kindly. Your body does a lot for you. Okay, push the hands down and forward. Inhale, shift forward into plank. Exhale, knees, chest and chin to the floor. Inhale, peel forward and up into your cobra pose. Exhale, lower down. Tuck your toes under, lift your kneecaps up, lengthen your tailbone towards your heels. Shrug your shoulders onto the back of your chest. Draw your lower abdomen in and up, and then push your way back up to plank. Exhale, shift your hips up and back. Let's try that again. Inhale, come forward to plank. Exhale, knees, chest and chin. Inhale, curl up into your back bend, into your cobra pose. Exhale, back to the mat. Tuck the toes, lift the kneecaps, lengthen the lower spine, lower ribs in and back, shoulder blades on the back, push up exhale hips go up and back inhale lift your right leg straight up and back for a prolonged three-legged dog 
push your hands down and forward, point your right knee and your right toes straight down towards the floor. Lift with the inner thigh of the right leg and let the outer hip wrap down. So as you lift the right leg, pay attention now to the left leg. Extend the left heel down towards the floor and then lift into the left kneecap. Try to diminish the crease at the front of your left ankle as the back of your left leg extends. Lift to the top of your mat. Exhale, lunge your right foot between your hands. Set up with a long stride, melting your hips down and forward till your right thigh is parallel to the floor. And then lift through your left inner upper thigh. Back leg straight and strong, feet are on the floor. Scissor your legs together, right foot pulls back, left, left foot draws forward to square the hips and tone the legs. From here, left palm to the floor, right hand to your right thigh, begin to shift your ribs towards the right, stacking your right hip, sorry, your right shoulder on top of your left. Sweep your right arm to the sky, broaden across your chest. Open up even further by wrapping your left ribs towards the sky, right ribs towards the earth, as though you're going to embrace the entire sky. And then look down, hand down, press back down, dog. Second side, inhale, for a pro inhale to lift the left leg for a prolonged three-legged dog pose. Evenly press down and forward with the hands as you lift the left inner thigh, wrap the left outer hip down so the hips stay at even height as you lift the heel higher. Now notice the back of the right heel releasing towards the floor as you lengthen along the back of the right leg, engage the front side of the leg, lift into the right kneecap, press up and back through the right hip, diminish the crease of the front of your right ankle, look forward, exhale, lunge the left foot between the hands. Again, set up with your long stride, ankle below the knee, melt the hips down and forward till the left thigh is parallel to the floor. Lift through your back, inner upper thigh, back leg straight and strong, feet on the floor, scissor them together. Tone the legs, square the hips, shoulders away from the ears, and then right palm to the floor, left hand to your left thigh. Use the pressure of your palm into your thigh to revolve your right ribs towards your left inner thigh. Stack your shoulders. Sweep the left arm up, reach up as you look up. Shift weight out of the right wrist into the right knuckles, and if you'd like, again, open it up even further. Tilt the sides of your neck back, tops of your ears back, revolve your bottom ribs, skyward, top ribs, earthward, look down, hand down, press back, downward facing dog. Three long, deep breaths here. Inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. Last biggest breath in. And at the end of your next exhale, walk, step, or hop to the front of your mat. Exhale in a forward fold. Inhale, lift halfway, shoulders on the back. Exhale, fold forward. Inhale, rise up, arms overhead. And exhale, Padasana. So you're A. Inhale, sweep your arms overhead. Exhale, gently bend the knees to flow forward. Inhale, lift halfway, and exhale, hop or step back into plank position. Exhale, knees, chest, and shin, or chaturanga. Inhale, cobra pose, or upward facing dog. Exhale, back, downward facing dog. And if you'd like, you can do that little push up from the ground move. With your next inhale, lift your right leg straight up and back to three-legged dog. Exhale, lunge your right foot to the top of your mat. Take this time to locate a block 
and place the block at the outside of your right ankle. Bring your right hand onto the block as you lunge deeply into your right knee. Spin your back heel towards the floor so the outer edge of your left foot is parallel to the short end of your mat. Lunge deeply into the front knee so the knee is over the ankle. Press the left thigh towards the right wall. Left thigh towards the right wall as you tone the muscles of your left leg. Scoop the right side of your tailbone forward so you extend out through the inseam of your right knee and widen your right knee into your right arm with the hand on the block at one of three, at any one of the three settings or even on the floor. Sweep your left arm to the sky, coming to a side angle pose. Okay, take your left arm parallel to the floor. Turn the pinky edge of your hand to face the floor. Keeping this orientation of your hand, sweep your left arm over your left ear. So just as we did with that crescent moon shape earlier, we're going to look up beyond our left tricep muscles. This time revolving the right ribs towards the ceiling as you ground your left outer foot towards the floor, reaching through your left fingertips to extend the entire left side. Look down, hand down, back heel lifts. Take the block to the left side of your mat as you press back into downward facing dog. Inhale, second side, left leg lifts. Exhale, look to the top of your mat and lunge your left foot forward. Bring the block to the outside of your left ankle. Bend your, right, your left knee to a 90 degree angle. Spin your right heel to the floor, outer edge of your foot, parallel to the short end of your mat. Wide your left leg into your left arm as you sweep your right arm to the sky, stacking your shoulders. Ground through the outer edge of your right foot, tone the muscles of your right leg, press the right thigh bone towards the left wall, the wall that your back is facing, as you extend from the tailbone out through the inseam of your left leg. Now bring your right arm parallel to the floor, turn the pinky edge of your hand towards the floor, and then sweep your left arm over your left ear. Momentarily, your chest will turn down towards the floor, and then begin to wrap your left outer ribs towards the sky as you widen your left leg into your left arm. Take your gaze up beyond your right tricep muscles. Ground the outside of the right foot, lift into the right kneecap, reach along the right side body through the right fingertips, and then look down, hand down, lift the back heel, press back, downward facing dog. Inhale to come forward plank. Exhale in the method of your choice, knees, chest, chin, or chaturanga. Inhale, cobra pose or upward facing dog. Exhale, lower down and push up or send the hips straight up and back for downward facing dog. Okay, um, I think it's time to uh, work on some more back bends. So let's bring the knees down towards the floor, down to the floor. And we're going to once again be in, sorry for the hold here. Um, <laughs> we're gonna once again be in hero pose. So bring the knees together, angle the shins apart, and either sit down between the heels on the mat or on the floor. Have a strap or a towel handy. Take the strap in your right hand and extend the right arm along the right ear. Notice already if the sits bones have become unbalanced. You want to be grounding through left and right evenly as you reach up out of your right waistline through the right fingertips. 
Take your left arm out to the left. Bend your left elbow. Bend your right elbow. Find the strap or fingertips behind your back. Hug the left shoulder blade deeply onto the back of your chest. Extend up through your right elbow. Ground evenly down through the sits bones. Reach up through the right elbow. So you, should, you will likely feel a tricep stretch in the right side, a shoulder stretch in the, left, the front of the left shoulder. So again, notice that the weight of the seat remains balanced. Lower ribs draw in and back, chin parallel to the floor. And notice the sensation in the arms. So soon we will be doing a, uh, a wheel pose. So we really need this uh, extension in wheel pose that we have here in the right arm. Release the clasp, and we'll do the second side. Pass the strap into the left arm. Extend the left arm skyward as you continue to root down through the left sit bone. Right arm out to the right, palm faces the back wall. Bend the left elbow to touch the base of your neck. Bend the right elbow and grab fingertips or strap behind your back. Point your left elbow to the sky. Wrap your right shoulder blade onto the back of your chest. Again, notice the tendency for the bowl of the pelvis to tilt forward here. Lift through the fronts of the hip points, lengthen down through the tailbone. Uh, engage the upper abdominal muscles. Right shoulder hugs onto the back of the chest. Extend up through the left elbow. Look again to that imagined distant horizon, unless, unless of course you're out, on, uh, out in the desert practicing this uh, yoga podcast. Soften the edges of your mouth. And again, connect with your pose. Connect with your body in this shape. What is your how is your body responding? And how do you proceed from there? If you want more, uh, clasp the hands tightly and extend out through the elbows by energetically pulling the hands away. Okay, release the clasp. Come forward of your knees to come out of your hero pose. Take the strap off to the side, swing your legs forward, grab a block, and come to lie on your back. Okay, feet pull in towards the hips and are parallel. Place the block between your thighs. Hug the block with your thighs. This will prevent your knees from splaying apart. This will keep the lower spine long. Arms at your sides. Press your feet down into the floor and lift your hips up with the block. Extend through your knees. Interlace your fingers behind your back and one at a time tuck your shoulder blades strongly underneath the back of your chest. Push your feet down and away to lift your hips higher as you lengthen through your spine. Extend through your knees and you'll feel your chest move towards your chin. Keep the back of your neck long along the floor with your chin pulling in towards your chest. Push down through the backs of your arms, push down through your feet, extend along the front of your body, and then release your hips down, untuck your shoulders, remove the block, walk your feet as wide as your mat, let your knees fall together, and again, take this time between the active poses to be present in a posture of passivity. Bring a hand to your chest, a hand to your belly, 
and feel your breath return to the present. Again, this challenge to keep the mind with the body, to keep the self present, even when the poses are less demanding, less commanding of your attention. Okay, so we're going to do one wheel pose. So as I, as I teased at the beginning, we're going to do this transition from down dog to wheel pose. So I thought it would be helpful to do the wheel pose first so that when we flip into it, it wasn't uh, some uh, jarring surprise. So one really nice way to practice wheel pose, if you haven't done this before, uh, if you've been practicing with me for a while, you've likely done this because this is my favorite way to do it and I teach it all the time. Okay, so this requires two blocks and some wall space. So slide the short end of your mat to some wall space and then set your blocks up at an angle against the wall. Slide your head between the blocks, pull your heels in towards your hips, and then place your hands on the blocks with your fingertips pointing towards your shoulders. Feet press down, lengthen through the tailbone, lift the hips as you push down into the, into the hands, come up to the top of the head. So this is a two-parter, two-part transition into wheel pose. It's a little harder, but it will eventually get you more into the upper back better alignment. Elbows in towards the armpits, roll towards the bridge of your nose, possibly walking your feet in closer. And then with a lot of strength and energy, press down through your hands, lift through your hips, and straighten your arms to come all the way up. So if you are using your hands on the blocks, move your chest towards the wall, push down through your hands, uh, round your inner thighs down towards the floor as you lengthen through your tailbone, lift through your outer hips, try to look between your hands. So this is wheel pose. Chin to chest. Slowly lower down when you're ready. Again, feet as wide as the mat, knees fall together or towards one another, hands onto the body. Return to your breath. Return to the present. Let yourself slow down. Let yourself be present in this moment of not doing a whole lot. How hard is it to not do a whole lot? Uh, for me, it's really very, very hard. <laughs> okay, so um, hopefully this instruction will make sense without a visual component. <laughs> okay, so one very important thing as we make our transition into uh, our flipping of the dog is that you don't have any stuff on the sides of your mat because you will go off of your mat and if your hand lands on a block or a blanket, you could slip and fall. And you don't want your pose to be limited by, uh, by the space that you're in. <laughs> uh, your pose should be limited by your body. <laughs> okay, so uh, to flip the dog, we're gonna come first to downward facing dog. I'm pushing my hands down and forward. We're gonna start by bringing the right foot towards center about an inch. Then lift your left leg straight up and back. So three-legged dog. Now I'm going to bend the left knee, pulling the heel in towards the hip, 
and then stack my left hip on top of my right hip, all the while pushing my right hip crease back, lifting into my right kneecap. So stack the hips. Now I'm going to slide to the outside edge of my right foot as I lift my hip higher. Now I'm going to lift my left arm up off of the floor, extending it along my left ear. Push the right foot down, lift the hips, and then land the left foot on the floor. So first step is to land the left foot on the floor, then turn all 10 toes towards the back of your mat, push your feet down, lift your hips up, curl your gaze and upper body back, reach back, look back, reach back, look back, land your left hand on the floor, and then flip your right hand around. If you followed all of that, I'm very proud of you. Um, now you're in wheel pose. So to go back, don't think about it. Turn your right hand, lift your left hand, lift your left leg, come back to three-legged dog with the left leg lifted. Left leg down, take a moment to bend your knees to the floor, take a seat on your heels, pause and rewind, do that again, <laughs> or don't. Okay, so we're gonna do it the second side. Hopefully that first side gave you a little taste. Um, if you are able, if you do not already know what this looks like and are doing this on a podcast, uh, this might all seem very strange. Uh, you might also just pause at this time to look up what, uh, flipping your dog on Google. I'm sure there's a million images of people doing it. Um, anyway, so let's try it again. Uh, this, side, this time lifting the right leg. And depending on uh, the flexibility of your uh, lower your spine and the openness of your shoulders uh, the two sides might be different uh, differently accessed okay hips up and back downward facing dog bring the left foot just towards center an inch right leg lifts straight up and back pull the heel in towards the hips stack the right hip on top of the left continuing to press the left hip back okay Roll to the outside edge of your left foot, continuing to stack the hips, and then lift your right arm up off the floor, reaching it, reaching it, reaching it by the right ear. Then the right foot lands, turn all 10 toes towards the back wall, lift the hips up, curl the gaze back, reach back, curl back, reach back, curl back, right hand to the floor. Lift the left hand and turn it around, wheel pose. Okay, go to a deeper expression of your wheel pose, ground through your inner feet, lengthen through your tailbone, push your chest between your arms, look between your arms, and then turn your left hand, lift your right hand, swing your right leg up, left toes forward, three-legged dog, foot down, knees down, take a seat on your heels. Close your eyes. Hands rest on your thighs, neutralize the spine, return to this moment. So after you have tried something difficult, perhaps something different or new, what's your thought process? Most likely, there's some assessment of the performance, <laughs> there's some uh, quality, there's some attachment there. So how can we reflect on our experiences without putting a uh, number to it without putting a grade on it, basically. Uh, difficult to do, but why do we do it? Uh, because 
for a uh, longevity to our practice, we gotta let we gotta let go a little bit of um, the idea that we're always gonna get better, or the idea that um, the external, the performance, is why we do something. Um, that's a really hard thing to learn, and I personally am constantly trying to believe that. I believe it, but do I act? Do I live it? <laughs> okay, come to lying on your back. Draw your right knee in towards your chest, interlace your fingers behind your right thigh. Extend your right leg towards the ceiling, pushing your thigh into your pants. Widen your right outer hip away from your right armpit, and then extend your left leg straight. Heel to the floor, calf to the floor, thigh to the floor, releasing the low back, lengthening along the back of the uh, right leg. Okay, unlace the fingers and look at the right foot. Uh, shift the right foot towards the left about six inches. Then bring the left hand to the outside of the right leg. And now pull the right leg towards the right and let that hand be, let the leg be met with the resistance of the hand. Widen the right outer hip away. Okay, release the right foot back to the floor. Draw the left knee into the chest. Interlace your fingers behind your left thigh. Extend your heel up. Pull your toes back. Widen your left outer hip away. Again, neutralizing the low back. Countering those back bending postures. As you extend up through the heel with the hands pulled down, so you're plugging the leg into the hip socket. Release the interlace of the fingers. Look at the left foot. Bring the left foot about uh, six inches or uh, 12 inches to the right, and then place the left the right hand at the outside of the left thigh. Widen the left leg to the left as it meets with the resistance of the hand. Widen the left outer hip away. And I forgot, but you can extend your right leg straight at this point. Heel, calf, and thigh towards the floor. That will just uh, ground the lower spine a little more. Release the leg, foot down, both feet to the floor, roll to your right side, push your weight up and back to downward facing dog. Push the hands down and forward, shift the hips up and back. Inhale to lift the right leg, look to the top of your mat and exhale, lunge the right shin forward for a pigeon pose. So many, many different ways to practice this one-legged pigeon pose. So I am partial to the attempt to get the right shin parallel to the top of the mat, which is a very um, rigid <laughs> feeling way of doing this. So in that, with that alignment, it's off, it is often the case that the hips need to be propped because we want the right hip, the outside of the right hip and the front of the left hip to stay at the same height. 
your body is going to want to shift onto the right hip so that the left hip comes up off the floor. We're going to use props to make sure that doesn't happen. Extend back through your left leg, possibly tucking the toes or pressing the top of the left foot into the floor. Bring your hands to the floor, roll your shoulders back, lift your chin and chest up, and then drape the length of your spine forward, bringing your forearms to the floor, maybe bringing your arms extended forward, finding a place to rest your head as you focus on the right outer hip. So this is really a counter pose today for all of our back bending practices. We really uh, uh, strengthen the outer hips to um, protect the lower spine as we go into those back bends to prevent that uh, compression in the lower back. So um, this is likely to feel a little tender, a little uh, more, <laughs> uh, more hard <laughs> than usual. So let that be okay. So not every time you do a pose, it's gonna be the deepest, uh, the deepest time you've ever done that pose. Again, this idea of detaching from outcome somewhat. So if we are so detached from outcome, why do we do it at all? Why is it so, uh, why is it so important to flip our dogs? You know what? It's not that important to flip your dog, but it is possible to, for, you know, for me, it feels good. For me, it's an, uh, it is invigorating. It is energizing to do backbends. It's um, also good for your spine in the long run if you are doing them in a safe and aligned way. Okay, that's enough chit chat on the right side. Tuck the back toes, plant the hands, send it back, downward facing dog. We are trying to keep this class to an hour. Inhale, left leg lifts, lift to the top of your mat, lunge your left shin behind your wrists. Again, set up with any degree of um, left shin parallel to the top of your mat. Maybe walk the right leg back, maybe press the right foot down, square the hips, scissor the legs, lift the chest, lengthen the torso, and then drape the length of your torso forward as you like. So targeting the left outer hip, whatever modifications, whatever props are necessary here, then make that happen. So again, I'm going to come back to this idea of uh, balance and, um, and symmetry. <laughs> so the older you get, the older I get, the older we get, uh, the more often we are going to, in our lives, we're going to favor one side of our bodies. And that kind of um, dominance of one side of the body is going to lead to incongruencies between our two sides. We often find that coming up in our yoga practice. That's why we do the yoga. That's one reason we, I do the yoga is to counterbalance the imbalance of life. So if you find something, if this hip needs more attention, it's not because this is your bad hip, this is your evil hip, that's because this hip takes a lot of, um, takes, you know, maybe takes some abuse in life and it needs a little bit more attention. So let it, let it be, let that be so. Let this leg get the deeper breath, let this leg get the more, the focus that you couldn't muster for the first side, but this side needs it more. 
So balance is a, a real challenge. And I think we have it in our, uh, our I think we have it in our culture that um, we need to really focus on things very completely. And that is not always sustainable. That's not always healthy. Um, just a side note while we're in pigeon. Okay. <laughs> Press back, downward facing dog. Yeah, when it's just uh, me in the room, I tend to go off on tangents a little more, apparently. Okay, knees to the floor, swing your legs forward, and that is just about an hour. So I'm going to give you a little bonus Savasana if you want to go over the hour. <laughs> so lie on your back, briefly hug your knees into your chest, wrap your hands around the fronts of your knees, press your knees into your hands to flatten the low back a little bit. Draw your knees in and up towards your armpits, grab hold of the outside edges of your feet for happy baby. Angle your shins perpendicular to the floor, soles of the feet to the sky, rock side to side. And inner feet together, interlace the fingers around the outside edges of the feet, widen through the inner thighs, contract through the outer hips. Let the pressure of the hands make the arms taut, bringing the shoulders forward, curling a little bit in the upper back. And because we did not do a inversion today, I encourage you to take a blanket or a bolster, whatever height you have, to the base of the wall and swing your legs up the wall for legs up the wall pose as uh, your uh, savasana. So giving you that uh, slight inversion where the hips are just slightly above the level of the heart. Okay, when you find your way here, extend your arms out at your sides, tuck your shoulder blades underneath your chest, lengthen through your neck, let the feet widen out to either side of the room. If the feet start, if the legs start to splay apart, you can always place a strap around your ankles to keep the ankles uh, hip width distance apart or just a little bit wider. Close your eyes and if you have allowed yourself this extra extra time uh, past the hour for Savasana, good for you. <laughs> Be here. Stay here. Consider this idea of detachment from outcome. So what does that mean here? Can you recognize that you are an inhabitant, inhabitant of this body? When you were born into this life, you were born into this body and you have grown and changed with this body, you have changed this body. But there is something that is you that is apart from this body, separate.
consider that when you were born into this world, into this life, you were born into this mind. You have grown this mind, you have shaped this mind, but there is a part of you that is separate from it. Observe your mind and body at this time. And recognize the eternal part of you that is beyond this, beyond the body, beyond the mind. Re-inhabit the body by moving your fingers and toes. Begin to bend your knees one at a time, sliding the feet down the wall. Extend your right arm along your right ear, roll onto your right side. Keep your eyes closed as you press your way back up to a comfortable seated position, perhaps sitting up on your bolster or your blanket. Root down. Settle through the legs and hips, and from the earth, grow tall. Lengthen along your spine, grow broad across your chest, and bring your palms together in front of your heart. We'll close practice with a single sound of OM. Exhale and inhale for OM. Thank you for your patience and hard work throughout the practice. Namaste.